What's good, everybody? Today, we are going to grade DeLon Wright. And then we're going to talk about what is the long-term vision for DeLon Wright in D.C. What his trade value is. Is he going to be here beyond next year? Or, you know, does he get overtaken by Jordan Goodwin? Good questions. We're going to talk about it more next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. Now, today we are going to talk about, break down, and grade DeLon Wright. And then we're, we're going to talk about what is his long-term vision in D.C.? Is he going to be here for a minute or is he going to be a, a trade piece? So let's get into it, E. Um, DeLon Wright, uh, looking at his stats real quick, he uh, averaged around 7.5 points per game. Shot 47% from the field, 34% from three, around four assists a game, two steals a game. Uh, free throw percentage is 86%, and for a guard was pretty good. He averaged around almost four rebounds a game. So for you, what is the stat that really stands out with DeLon Wright? Just looking at the team standpoint, looking at his record, the Wizards were 9-23 and 23 when DeLon did not play, and they were 26-24 and 24 when DeLon played. Now, 26 and 24 is not great either, but at least it's a positive winning record. And you can't say that with the solid three. The solid three, they had a losing record when they played together. But when DeLon played, uh, they had a winning record. That was because of his defense. So I have a couple of stats that I have for him. It's not just one. Because uh, he was a stat sheet stuffer on defense. He was our best defender by far. He was our point, best point of attack defender by far. I know a lot of, you know, Denny Obdia fans will probably, you know, have something to say about who was the best defender on the team. But DeLon Wright really pound for pound was – uh, the best defender on on this team f- for sure, uh, with 1.8 steals per game, uh, which was 19th in the uh, NBA. He didn't play enough games to really qualify. And then uh, the whole thing about him, he did get a second team vote for all defensive NBA as well. I think he did legit- legitimately have a case to make an all defensive team for sure. Um, he had a heck of a season. You look when we started off the season three and one. And then he had the injury. You saw how bad our defense was. It was like DeLon Wright really was. Um, DeLon Wright leaves the team and the defense just goes uh, into a handbasket, basically. We couldn't stop anybody. We couldn't stop a parked car when DeLon Wright left because you saw that Pacers game. Immediately, the Pacers hit us for what? It was like 10 or 15 threes in our own building. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know the difference that DeLon Wright had for sure on this roster. Yeah, he was 18th uh, in the league with steals. 92. Uh, he had 92 steals on the season. He had multiple games with two steals or more. Um, he had a heck of a season defensively, man. And for him to be signed for that contract, mid-level exception, uh, I'll put up the contract right now for how much he's making. I think he's making like $10 million per year. Um, he was a great addition to the team. And I think, you know, two years, $16 million uh, with the Wizards. So it was $8 million per year. That's a heck of a deal, man. It really is. I think that was a steal. And I think that was uh, one of Tommy Shepard's uh, best moves. And I know we we bashed Tommy for the moves that they made, but that was a good move that he made. And I think he's 31 years old, former first round pick, played with Kyle Kuzma. So that was a culture move there. He fits the culture, heck of a defender. He's the guy that you want to put next to Brad. But another stat that is alarming is, once again, with him and Monte, they're both – they're top 10 in assisted turnover ratio, but they're bottom in the league 
for scoring point guards. And DeLon Wright had to start a good amount of a couple of games this year, too, with Monte being out. Um, so DeLon ended up with 14 starts this year, which is not a lot. He played 50 games, uh, started 14. Uh, but once again, he averaged seven points a game. And we just we just needed more from that point guard position. Now, I'm not saying we need somebody to go out there and score 20 points, but we just needed more from that point guard position. So, um, But the defensive metrics stand out, deflection, steals, point of attack defense. I mean, he he really impressed me as a uh, defender this season. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll say this. He was the most important acquisition we had last offseason. And it shows. It was under radar. I mean, <laughs> from – for the jump, you're like, okay, Delon Wright, you know, you know, he's known to be a role guy. It's kind of bounced around a little bit, but he was an important piece. You know, like you said, when he was out the lineup, this team was abysmal defensively. Um, he was our defensive leader. You know, yeah, you could argue him and uh, Denny, who was the best defender, but I give Delon the edge because of defensive leadership. You know, we, we know what our issues were on the defensive end: a total lack of communication. That wasn't that bad when he was on the court. He was our he was our leader on the second unit who orchestrated the defense. So you you saw a clear difference between when he was on the court and when he was off the court. So now he was a very important acquisition for us. And he played well. Like you I mean, like you said about Monte, you know, that, that, you know, but I give him an edge because of his defense. His defense was on point. Like you said, he got a vote for second team all defense. That tells you all you need to know. Um overall, does he wow you? Nah, he's, he's you know, you can say that about all the guards on the roster. You know, none, nobody really jumps out to you, but they do their job. And that's all you can ask for, especially with a team where you're kind of trying to find your identity. He did his job and he was a leader for us. And yeah, he was a very important acquisition for this team. He really was. Because as you said, we were a much worse team with him off the court, with him on the court and just his leadership, you know, his playing by example, him and uh, uh, Jordan Goodwin. And we're going to talk about him next episode. But Delon, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. But as you said, we we need more. We need more. We need a guy who's going to penetrate the paint, man. A guy who's going to open up this offense. We were just we relied too much on athleticism. Guys trying to create for themselves, and it just turned into, you know, it kind of mirrored that year before last, where under uh, Spencer did what he wears, like, you know, hold on to the ball for like fifteen seconds of shot clock and then hand it off. It was like that sometimes because of the ball movement. So, but overall, just with his guard, I I see Delon being here because of his defense and his leadership and. You know, shoot, look at his offensive stats. I mean, 47% uh, from the field. Now I get a three-point percentage, 34%. You know, 35% is around your average. But, you know, you saw a big improvement late in the year with his three-point shot. I mean, that last 10-game run um, in the second half of the year, he was hitting three-pointers. You know, he was going out there and he was hitting them with ease. So, you know, he's got a little bit of <laughs> tools in his offensive tool bag. You know, he's not just a purely defensive guy. You know, he shows that he can he can score a little bit. But, again. At the point guard position, we need a guy who's going to be able to have some speed, push the offense, and create a little more for others by being another offensive threat. And that's what John Wall did so well in D.C., man, and Russell uh, Westbrook, because their ability to drive the lane and find open shooters and become a focal point for other defenses, it opened up the, the floor for a lot of other guys. So, yeah, we definitely need that. But DeLon Wright, as far as being a second-team guy, I'm very comfortable going to next year with DeLon Wright and Jordan Goodwin. Cause I, you know, like we said last episode, I think Monte's that guy that's going to be, you know, out of this point guard tri uh, trilogy that we have between, you know, Goodwin, Wright and Monte, I think Monte's guy is going to go. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, so yeah, uh, we're going to jump into what is his trade value and what is his place in DC long-term. And, but before we do that, we're going to grade, but 
Before we do that, I got to add from eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, hit the eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And like I said, thanks for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. We are going to talk about Jordan Goodwin and what his place is with this organization going forward, going from a G League player to earning an NBA contract. So um, before we get into the grade, um, any other points you want to talk about when it comes to the line? Um, he was uh, seventh in the NBA within deflections per game with 3.2. Uh, so other stats that I have as well, this is per uh, basketball index. He was uh, the top 10 in their passing lean defense metric, uh, which is deflections plus intercepted passes. DeLon Wright was number one. That was on April the 12th. Other guys were Alex Caruso was number two. Robert Covington was number three. Herb Jones was number 60. Anthony Melton was eight. OG Ananobi was nine in that top 10 uh, stat. Um, also, uh, NBA, NBA University players who account for the highest percentage of their team steals. DeLon Wright was number one as of uh, March 31st, 2023, with 44.8% of the team steals. That's a lot. Uh, that's a lot of um, percentage there for steals. So nobody else. I mean, he's the only one out, really out there getting steals. Um, and then per minute leaders this season, minimum 100 uh, minutes steals. DeLon Wright was the leader in that. Um, so, and then also honorable mentions for, uh, players. This is a funny stat for DeLon Wright. Uh, most minutes by a player with under 250 points this season. Uh, at that time that was in March and, uh, DeLon Wright was, he had 948, um, at that time, honorable mention under, under 300, he had 270, 270 points with 948 minutes. So that just showed you how many minutes he was playing without scoring points. But the reason why he was getting so many minutes is because he was such a good defender. Like other guys that were mentioned, Ben Simmons, he doesn't score, but he gets a lot of minutes. P.J. Tucker doesn't score, but he gets so many minutes because he's such a good defender and such a good leader. So same thing with Matisse Thybul. He was up there, too, with not getting a lot of points. It's not a good thing, but at the same time, it's a good thing. It shows how valuable he is without scoring. DeLon Wright can really impact the game without scoring the ball. And you need guys like that. You know, Wes Unsell Jr. is a defensive-minded coach, and you need guys with a defensive identity. The, the next year – DeLon can't be the only guy that you're really like, okay, this guy is a legitimate defender, you know, on this team for us to, to improve defensively. So um, Jordan Goodwin's another guy that can do it. So, um, but yeah, that, that's, those are the numbers I got for DeLon, right? Outstanding numbers, man. <laughs> Outstanding numbers. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, again, he was very important. Like that's, that's why I said that he was the best acquisition, man. You know, um, that previous offseason because it was under the radar, but he was very important. You know, to be able to contribute without scoring, that's the biggest thing with this roster. We need more guys who can contribute in other ways when the shot's not dropping. Because very often than not, you know, I'm looking at Kuz, and I'm a big Kuz fan, but, you know, when his shot's not dropping, man, you know, he's kind of out of the game a little bit. Where, you know, guys like DeLon, when his shot, well, his game is not about scoring from the get-go. So, you know, it's going to be hustle. It's going to be defense. It's going to be setting up others. And, you know, going back to our trilogy here for our point guards, every one of them came in and they they did their job. Now, I get it. They're not that prototypical franchise point guard that we need, but I felt that 
Delon again, just like Monte and you know Jordan Goodwin, they all came in and did their job. You know, they, they, they knew their capabilities, they knew what they can and can't do, and that comes with being a vet. You know, Delon is a vet in this league, man. He knows what his capabilities are, and he played to his strengths. So overall, you know, with this with a, a point guard situation, you know, we do have options. I mean, obviously, you know, <laughs> like I said earlier, Monte, I think is that guy is going to be trade you know a trade piece man but we have options you know so before we get into um what the fit is for delon long term what do you you grade him honestly i might give him an a i mean he's the only person that even got a vote for an all nba team of course johnny didn't get any votes for all rookie or anything like that um brad didn't get any votes for all nba not nobody was really close um all-star votes was what brazingis had the most nobody made an all-star team so he's the only guy that got some type of vote for an accolade this year. So I, I give, I give DeLon an A honestly, um, just because of the, the strength of the contract. And, you know, we, about to, we, we sign has got to be a backup point guard, which that's what he is. But, and, and honestly, your defense shouldn't rely on a backup point guard. That just showed how bad our defense was. Um, and like I said, once again, I mean, he, he, um, his record when he's in there, we have a winning record with him in there. And then you look at the solid threes record, they have a losing record together. They have, even when you break them up, Bill and Kuz, they play together, they still have a losing record. Brazingas and Bill, still a losing record. But when DeLon's in there, they got to win a record. So it, it speaks volumes to this team. Yeah, it does. It really does. And to me, he is a leader on this team. And that's why I think, going to the, my next point, um, what, his, what his fit is in D.C., he's a leader. You know, on that second unit, he was that leader on the second unit. So um, we're going to move on. Oh, no, nah, we can't yet. I got to do my grade. So... <laughs> Um, what I grade him, man. Um, I'm rolling with you. And, hey, he did his job. He over he overachieved. You know, he came in as a role guy, a veteran role guy, and he again was probably, if not the best or most important, one of the most important pieces on this team, just because he was the glue that held the second team together, especially defensively. You know, and I, it's just especially with after the Rui trade when we we're kind of you know kind of fitting the second unit, see who fits, who's who's part of the rotation, you know, he was that guy that really kept the team together. And, you know, again, looking at the saw three, like you said, even them playing together was a losing record. So, but, you know, I, I going to my uh, next point, I think we're going to go ahead and move on. What is, what, what is his long-term, you know, is he here long-term beyond next year? What, what do you see DeLon Wright in his organization? Is next year his long, last year or? Um, that's a good question. Now I will say, of course, the cons we talked about, he's just not, he's just not a score, uh, kind of that point guard that the Wizards need as a starting point guard, but everybody knows that, um, his trade value. Cause I know we, we always do trade value. I was looking up the past trades that happened this past season. I, I see him coming back. I think they have to bring him back. I think it would be in their best interest to bring him back. Be just, uh, just all of his defensive strength. Um, now you could let him go and promote Jordan Goodwin and give him more minutes, but I still just like DeLon on, on an $8 million contract next year. He is after next season, he'll be a free agent, um, because it was a two year deal. Now looking at the, the trades, the Jay Crowder trade, he got traded for essentially f- uh, five second round picks. Uh, Mason Plumlee got traded for Reggie Jackson in a 2028 second round pick. So I could see something like that happen. You swap solid players and then you get a second round pick in return. Um, Josh Hart. He got traded. Uh, let me see, because there this was a four-team trade, though. Um, it says the the Blazers received Cam Reddish, Batiste Thibault, Ryan Arkin. I'm I'm butchering his name from Villanova. Um, and a 2023 first-round pick, and then Josh Hart. 
the Knicks got Josh Hart. So uh, essentially, I want to say it was it was three players in a first for Josh Hart. Now I don't think I don't think we get a first for the long right, but I think you get you, I think you can get a couple. Good, it's kind of like another Rui trade. You get a couple solid players, you, or you get one player who you think is solid and hope they work out. And none didn't work out for us. You get you get a couple second round picks, and maybe a, a, a player that's equivalent or lesser than Delon Wright. So, um, but to answer the question, I think I think he'll be back next year. I would personally keep him, especially with Brad. You know, Brad's not known to be a lockdown defender. Um, and then once again, Monte Morris is. We don't, we probably we both don't think he's going to be here next year. Um, and I think he would be a good a guy that could help a rookie. Um, I was about to say quarterback, but a rookie point guard coming in, Anthony Black, Hassan Wallace, whoever it is at the rookie point guard. If we do draft a rookie, I think he would be a good mentor for those guys. Yeah. Look at that trade value. I'm going to say this. Um, it's a little shaky with the line when it comes to trade value because while he's very important in D.C., other teams, you, you know, depending on the situation, he may not carry the same importance on another team. You know what I'm saying? Due to roster construction or just what his role would be on another team if we moved him. You know, he's very important here because of what the role he, that he has to play here. He has to take a big role here, especially with that second unit. He has to take a big role in D.C. And because there's just so much going on last year, you know, the injuries. And so he's had to play a big role, especially in the second unit. So I don't see his trade value being too high for that reason. Not to say he's not valued because mm-hmm. he's very valuable, in my opinion. But it's just does he fit as well on another team like he does in D.C.? You see what I'm saying? Because here he carries a lot of importance. So, um, yeah, looking at his long-term picture in D.C., yeah, he, I, I see him staying here next year to, to be that guy again on the second unit, defensive guy, but I don't see him being here past next year. And I think he's going to fulfill his contract. I don't think he's tra- going to be traded unless mm-hmm. unless things go bad and then he might be called by the deadline. But, you know, it all really depends. I don't think it's going to be that bad. I think – it's a little early for predictions. I'm just not going to go there. But um, <laughs> but I, I don't see him being moved. I see Monte being moved easy. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, Jordan Goodwin and DeLon Wright are just those two glue guys we have in the second unit that defensively, just from effort, just from – and they'd be the perfect guy for a rookie like Anthony Black or Casey Wallace come in and, you know, mentor them. So, yeah, I see Monte being that guy. And, you know, like we said in the last episode, appreciate you for your service, man. <laughs> you just ain't that dude, man. You know, just, you know, his time is up. So, um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much what we're looking at as far as DeLon Wright. He's going to be here next year, but I don't see him being here past next year, man. Mm. So Yeah, some other trades that I found that are that could be comparable for DeLon Wright's value, Josh Richardson, he got traded to the Spurs from the Pelicans for Devontae Graham and four second-round picks, the 2024, 2026, 2028, and the 2029 second-round pick. Or um, Mike Muscala, the Celtics traded um, – they traded Justin Jackson and two future second-round picks for Mike Muscala. So that that's something that could be similar, the Josh Richardson trade or the Mike Muscala uh, trade. Um, Sadiq Bay got traded for Kevin Knox and five second-round picks. Um Sadiq Bay has more value than Delon Wright, of course, since he's younger. So that's not a good comparison, but um, I, I feel like the the uh, I feel like it would be like a Mike Muscala kind of trade, uh, another player in a in two second round picks, or the Reggie Jackson for Mason Plumley in a second round pick. Yeah, I just think he has too much importance for us to move him. Mm-hmm. I just I don't see yeah. a reason. You know what I mean? I don't see a reason to move him. Or or you could package him up. With- yeah. Uh, Monte or package him, package him up with Denny or whoever. I'm just throwing names out there. 
Uh, <laughs> want to get the uh, you know some some fans riled up and support them. You know who you are. Uh, so <laughs> that, that's what I think about as well. But I personally, yeah. no, I mean I'm, I'm with you, bro. I mean, I just I think he's too important. I think as far as point guard, that is a position we need depth at. You know, with him and Jordan Goodwin, we need them here next year, and especially if you bring in a rookie. You need a couple of proven guys to sit behind him just in case. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, all right, look at it. All right, for example, the commanders. You know, they went out and they got a veteran backup because, you know, he's got limited experience. So you want that. You want to have experience behind him. So if he falters, you have somebody who can kind of, you know what I'm saying? So that's, I think that you need to have DeLon and Jordan Goodwin here next year because they're two guys that lead by example and they gives us quality depth at point guard. So, but I'm, I, I like that you brought up trades because there's a trade that we were talking about. We're going to, Talk about real quick before we roll. Oh, um, you want to talk about that trade on another episode? Oh, yeah, we, we can. Okay, yeah. got you, got yeah. you. We'll say we'll tease that for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just a tease for y'all, man. But we got a good trade proposal coming up. Um, but <laughs> no, nah, man, I, you know, to, to kind of wrap everything up, man. Um, Delon did his job, and it's the same thing we said about Monte that no, he's not the long term answer here in DC, but he did his job. You know, he came in here and he did his job, and really. He overachieved. You know, he we didn't know what to really expect from DeLon. We knew he was a guard who can defend, who can has the capability to hit threes, but we didn't know how important he was till we really needed him on the roster. And this shows, man, you know, as far as GMing, is that these these moves right here, these these role guys can be very important pieces of any kind of team. You know, it's, it's, it's not always your marquee stars or big names that are the important players and teams. It shows that your role guys can be very important pieces on the team. And DeLon Wright was a very, very important piece on this team. And you can, you can also argue that with his leadership and how he played really led as an example for Jordan Goodwin to come in and step up and play the way he did, because, you know, Jordan Goodwin came in and earned a contract and, you know, you see a lot of similarities between him and DeLon, you know, now obviously the shot, both of them need to kind of be more consistent, even though, you know, shoot around 34, you know, average around 35, but, no, they were, you know, I believe that DeLon came in here and he did his job, man. And that's all you can ask for. 100%. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk about the trade proposal, but we're going to wrap it up here. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to grade uh, Jordan Goodwin and, and possibly Jordan Johnny Davis's grade for the season and what we expect for those guys next year. I just want to thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe and hit the uh, notification bell. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.